The Morning Drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, on this TGIF Friday. Kurt and Anthony here, and joining us in studio now is Liz Fitzgerald. She is the former chair of the South Burlington School Board, and she's now on the city council and running for uh, for the seat, for the full seat. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. And so, Liz, just to get us up to speed, you were appointed to fill out the seat of, was it Tyler Barnes? No, actually, Larry Coopersmith was, um, oh, right. was appointed. And so he has, Tyler has a one year left, and that is the seat I'm running for, the balance of that seat. Okay, got it. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about, a bit about your history, Liz. You were chair of the school board for how many years? You were on the school board and then chair. Yes, I was on the school board for 15 years, and I served as chair for probably eight or nine of those years and uh, came off about three years ago and have, have stayed very engaged in the work of the school board and then started to kind of cross over to some of the city work and uh, really started to see a lot of intersect between school and city issues and when uh, Tyler left, I did uh, offer to um, sit in for that four-month period. And when I wasn't appointed, I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw my name in the hat here and, and uh, really dip my toe in the municipal side of the city. And I'll tell you what, I have <laughs> been contacted by just even this morning, knowing that you were coming on by a number of people <laughs> in South Burlington who are really, really glad that you have put your name forward. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. no. And uh, <laughs> so, so, Liz, let's start out with... Uh, <clears throat> Let's touch on this issue. I think it's in your wheelhouse a little bit, which is, although it's a tough one, but it's what's going on in Montpelier and what's being passed down to. I know it's, it's sort of it's the schools, but it's a big issue. I know it's been talked about a lot in South Burlington and all over the place, which is this issue of <clears throat> Act 127 and this 5% cap, which is sort of has everybody kind of concerned about what's happening. Can you touch on that a little bit for us? Uh, absolutely. The, um, the, the introduction of Act 127, which is um, a, a great, you know, great piece of legislation focused on developing some equity across the state that would take into account um, <clears throat> both uh, rural students, English language learners, and socioeconomic issues um, in terms of delivering public education had uh, had a long introductory period and was put into legislation last year with a five-year rollout um, to mitigate some of the um, tax impact for communities like South Burlington um, and to help communities like Winooski and Burlington and others in Chittenden County and around the state. And the unforeseen um, impact of that, uh, of, in addition to Act 127, was the common level of appraisal that hit many, many communities in the state, um, South Burlington in particular, but many in Chittenden County. So the um, cap on Act 127 plus the CLA impact, which was for this year alone, was about a 12-point reduction for South Burlington. So I think we're about 82% of the appraised value. The impact of that is about an 18.3% tax rate increase. Without any changes. Uh, with very modest changes. And without the cap on the um, Act 127, it would have been a 38% tax rate increase. So I am hearing as recently as yesterday, House Ways and Means has been meeting and taking testimony and maybe proposing some modest changes before a town meeting that um, might assist a little bit in terms of the budgets that are being presented to voters. So you obviously share the concern that everybody does about what this, I mean, a 20% tax increase is probably 
pretty unpalatable for most people. Very much so. And the, the challenge is even communicating this uh, and the complexity of ed funding in Vermont has become such that communicating it to the average taxpayer in a way that they can understand what they're voting for and what the impact they have at a local level has become pretty onerous. Um, the, the, in South Burlington, um, there could be as much as a $8 million drop in the proposed budget and the tax rate wouldn't change at all. And that is, uh, don't you think that there needs to be some reform to the system where it connects people more? I mean, nobody knows what their vote means anymore because of a couple of things. One, we're in the statewide system, so people feel like, okay, it doesn't matter what I vote for in Burlington or, or peach them because Burlington's going to raise my taxes anyway or the income sensitivity issue. And just people, as you as you pointed out, it is, it's impossible to understand. It's so complex that people don't understand the system. Yeah, and it, it's easy for me to say there should be some reform, but it, it's certainly going to be a complicated and long discussion. And I guess my overall umbrella comment would be to any legislation that may come before the, the Senate and the House would really be um, kind of first do no harm. Yeah. No, you're right. I served on the Ways and Means Committee, and we tried to tackle it, and we got we got close that year. But uh, it, it, once you try to change something, something else would pop out. So, but Liz, let me ask you about something else. Uh, there has been um, a sort of fractured relationship of re, of in recent times between the school board and the city council. Can you tell me, what, in your view, what's driving that, and what can be done to bridge that? Uh, as uh, particularly as I think in your a unique place where you come from the school board from a, from a few years ago and now to the city council? Uh, I think that's a great question, Kurt. I, I, what, that's really one of the reasons motivating my interest in serving. And I think the intersect between school and city issues is becoming more evident right now. Um, I think in the past, um, some of the friction has really uh, resulted around um, transition in people serving on the role. The council has been uh, really tenured for a long time. And we are very sorry to be losing uh, Helen and Megan Emery in those roles. Um, that is a, uh, they have been really incredible leaders in the city, um, and that in and of itself is a big transition. But relative to some of those intersect issues, uh, growth is obviously one that affects um, the enrollment at schools, and we have two schools that have had to invest and get voter approval for about an $8 million bond to create what are really temporary, very nice, but temporary spaces at two of the elementary schools, uh, the, all the other schools need capital investment, and we know there hasn't really been an appetite at the state level for that at this point. Um, public safety, excuse me, public safety is a big issue. Um, the concentration of housing in the in the Market Street area uh, has caused a lot of um, safety issues for kids in terms of crossing areas and um, playground areas and those sorts of things. Um, uh, just affordable housing, transportation is an area impacted by that, and, um, and, and recreation areas as well. All that housing really um, needs green space, too. And right now, it's sort of the school is being looked at as the green space, but it's used a lot of the time as well by both the school and the rec department. Oh, and what, but what do you think has caused the, this apparent divide, if you would, between the school board these days, in recent days, uh, between the school board and the council? Yeah, I don't. I actually think the council and school board are working better together than they have in a long time, and I think it's coming together around these common issues. 
if I were to say one thing that's different is there's a process the city follows to evaluate, for instance, transportation, pedestrian traffic, and this, the uh, schools really don't have departments or expertise that can concentrate on those things while they're trying to deliver, you know, the, the public education component of what they're supposed to be doing. So anytime you look at an issue like stormwater or you look at an issue like traffic or you look at an issue like capital construction, um, really schools are going outside of their bandwidth and having to hire consultants in to support the schools in that. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for city and school to collaborate, not only on prioritizing projects, but really communicating to the public and the taxpayer what the um, master plan is for both those large entities. Yeah, I think it would make it, it makes sense. Obviously, the economy is a scale and you can work stuff. But South Burlington is in this unique conundrum, I think, more so than any community right now in Vermont, because for a long time, there's been a plan for a city center. And it's evolving now. It's actually happening, which is great. I mean, you see this, 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 this is going to be a city center in South Burlington. And, and, uh, uh, I own property in South Burlington for 18 years. Uh, and I'm, I, I love the city. Um, but it's also causing a lot of these side effects. Like you said, I mean, there's, there's a hundred new apartments coming online just in one, one spot. And then that means there's going to be an influx of, students into the school system and so i would think that and i'm encouraged to hear that you feel like there's a a closer relationship working collaboration because when a community is growing as fast as south burlington is and it's been on the books but it's been planned for a while i don't i don't think it's a bad thing it is an urban area in vermont this is where the growth is supposed to be um you really gotta you gotta think about all the fallout and uh, and i think the school system is going to be picking up some of the freight and so they really ought to be working closely with the city yeah and i think you know the challenge with that anticipated growth is the the runway for construction permitting and all that is so long that oftentimes the demographics of who's coming in and how other infrastructure might be impacted like in public safety the police department the fire department emergency services and the schools as well and then they're you're in kind of a catch-up mode sometimes and that's where i think I can hopefully serve in a role that works to better anticipate those kinds of things and and uh, plan for those. I think I think it makes perfect sense if, with the background that you've had in the on the school board to 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 be running for city council. You get my you get my vote of support, although I don't live in South Burlington. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we are talking um, with Elizabeth Fitzgerald. She's uh, running for city council in South Burlington. Any questions for local talk weekday mornings? The Morning Drive News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody, where we are continuing our discussion now with Liz Fitzgerald from South Burlington. She is seeking the term on the city council. She is a former chair of the school board, uh, and um, I'm jealous because she's running unopposed, but I'm glad she is because I think she's very needed on the South Burlington City Council and will do a great job. Liz, um, you mentioned a number of issues, one of them housing. I know South Burlington is now exploring a registry on short-term rental units, which, of course, Burlington... A few other municipalities have done, and another one, Essex, I think, is also looking at it. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? 
Uh, you know, I need to get more up to speed, Kurt. I've sat through several council meetings on this discussion, and I think the the challenge is we will have more renters in South Burlington and sort of understanding and learning from other communities' experience how to make sure renters are living in safe environments and is this the right uh, solution. So what's being proposed is uh, both a registry as well as um, staff that would support inspections and so forth and some kind of um, timing around, you know, um, those landlords that uh, maybe be less compliant with safety regulations, which I understand there may be a handful. But, um, uh, I, again, I need to understand the details of it, but also ensure that, um, like with anything, any regulations, that they don't become so complex, they're difficult to interpret and difficult to implement. I think that's wise, obviously, to, to you know, s- take a step back and make sure. Do you th- do you think, and I guess you've got to find this out, but do you think see any potential negatives to it? I was looking at an article in the other paper where uh, a resident, Ryan Doyle, spoke before the council, looks like, saying that he was concerned about the fees imposed on property owners and said that the ordinance would create an expensive new tax on renters. Do you think that is likely the case, or again, you need to find out more about it? Um, we'll always need to find out more, but anytime there is a fee uh, that goes to a landlord, often gets passed on to a renter. So that's a legitimate concern. But I think um, with experience, and maybe it's one of those things where it's implemented and and there becomes an understanding of the number of rental units, the number of planned rental units in the city, and really how to ensure that uh, those renters are kept safe. I know that there's, again, we talked about the school board. uh, There's a sizable tax increase that's anticipated in South Burlington. What... Have you had time enough to find out what things, how things are looking on the municipal side? Is there any kind of an expected tax increase on the municipal side? Yeah, I think the tax rate on the municipal side is about 5%. And um, there are a number of um, climate initiatives that are being funded through one-time funds. Um, and I think the original tax rate that was proposed during early budget discussions was closer to 8%. So the council worked very hard to bring that down, particularly once there was some sharing around what the school budget was doing, and that was pre-CLA because the uh, the budget was in the low teens at that point, but um, uh, actually under 10, 10%, I think. But um, the city budget is really looking at funding, doing some catch-up funding on staffing positions that have been left open during the pandemic uh, with a focus, for instance, in the police department on youth services. There's one school safety officer right now that covers all five facilities, so... Uh, there will be an addition there, uh, some support with the um, the safety issues around crossing areas in high construction and high use areas like the city center. Um, there's uh, a bond that's being proposed for a new water tower that will really help serve the city. There were several homes that were out of water on Christmas Eve, and uh, that caused an issue. And um, uh, this is something that was in the works long before that, but also will support maintenance on the other tower and i'm referring it to as the twin peaks right up on dorset street but um there's there's a fair amount in the city budget that is catching up from things uh that were um not able to be completed post-pandemic but also really focusing on enhancing services a new ambulance is one of the big things too so response time has been good it will continue to be good with a second ambulance uh liz in burlington where i'm a resident of of course we've had huge issues with public safety and policing. I know in South Burlington there have been some rising issues, public safety issues in regard, for example, to retail theft, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, 
uh, car theft has gone through the roof in, roof in South Burlington as well as Burlington and other places. Um, what's your view on public safety? Um, how are is how how are you set up in in South Burlington? Are there any things that could change to to improve public safety, or do you think it's all uh, an issue that the legislature needs to deal with? I've had an opportunity to speak with Chief Burke and listen to a couple presentations he's made, and um, he has some excellent information specific to South Burlington. And um, the the take I get from him is really that uh, it's a few repeat offenders. So it's really looking at legislation that really has a little more teeth into it when you're talking about repeat offenses. Um, It's also partnering, as South Burlington does, with the Howard Center for Mental Health Services, um, and then um, staffing, he's down about seven positions that are approved. So, and the, and the again, the runway for those is like 36 months of training. So really looking at um, enhancing that pipeline of candidates for employment uh, and then recognizing changing needs. It was interesting to talk with him about city center because the density of that population is really going to allow more foot patrols, potentially bike patrols, and really developing relationships with residents that can be preventative and and preemptive versus, you know, resulting in a charge. Um, And also acknowledging that, um, you know, the police department is kind of the one on call after after 5 or 6 p.m., and a lot of their referrals are to the hospital, which does not help that situation at all. We're talking to Liz Fitzgerald. She is a former chair of the school board in South Burlington and is running for a full uh, term on the South Burlington City Council now. Uh, we've got a few minutes left with her, but not too much, but she still have time to get in a question if you call 888 Liz, um, there has been, of course, the airport in South Burlington, located in South Burlington, but owned by Burlington. Um, South Burlington has a, a, at least a, a spot on the airport commission. Um when you start out this term, what's your views on, it's, it's always been controversial, the F-35, the issues with the airport. Um, how do you look at all that? You know, I look at, um, I feel like the F-35 issue has been um, discussed. Uh, the city council, current city council has a resolution that objects to the noise level. There are many communities that are affected by the noise level of the F-35, um, that said, I still believe, and I think there have been efforts to look at regional discussions on a number of topics. One may be that issue, but I think there's other issues like um, a dispatch center. And I know that conversation kind of fell to the wayside. Uh, I don't know the reservations other communities have at looking at developing regional services, but partnerships with Green Mountain Transit for public transportation is a good example. I know the district school district in South Burlington cannot keep bus drivers um, around and there are rolling daily cancellations of buses. So, looking at public transportation as we become a more dense or urban community, um, and and I think even on the education side, really looking at centers of excellence around those programs like the arts and languages that might get cut with a tough budget. That really we're we're uh, uh, close enough in Chittenden County that I think we have opportunities to work together, and maybe the funding <clears throat> funding model can help them. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I was just curious with all the development in Burlington, if they've upgraded the wastewater system, because we know we've had a problem in the past, but what's been going into the lake, and I'll take my question off the air. Thank you. 
Well, speaking for South Burlington, there have been a lot of investments in stormwater, and that that really is one of the big areas that I think is supportive of climate resiliency in South Burlington is, is really preparation for um, storms and droughts that might occur over the years. As far as wastewater goes, there was a big wastewater investment to the tune of, um, gosh, I think it was, it was in the multi-million dollars, but wastewater treatment uh, development, and then obviously the new water tower, which would supply clean water to homes in the area. It is, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask because the the what I call the city center is um, relatively new development. So all of that additional new uh, development takes in uh, to consideration the wastewater. It does, yes. And and because what I learned in in Burlington, and I'm making a, an assumption, which is never good, <laughs> uh, but like City Place in Burlington, they they're, they're putting giant tanks under it to capture wastewater or not a runoff not wastewater but yeah. runoff uh so when i look at the big buildings in south burlington my assumption is that it that's part of the component is runoff and trying to mitigate it yeah the uh, as far as i know and we have excellent staff within the city um all of that is covered by regulations but it also is part of that long process leading up to uh, the ability to actually break ground liz we're basically out of time but can you give me a quick answer just uh if uh, upon taking the full term, uh, starting after town meeting day, uh, what do you what would you consider the top prior top couple of priorities for the South Burlington City Council to tackle in the next year or so? Well, given that there'll be three new people in the council, I think really onboarding with Jesse Baker, our city manager, who's phenomenal. I think um, learning to work together as a team is is a priority. Uh, two big priorities: a city plan was just implemented, so I think really communicating that fully and starting to run policies through the lenses of where what was prioritized in that plan, um, as well as the second half of the TIF district. The TIF district is in its 20-year life cycle. It's in the second 10 years, and that requires a lot of build-out of those areas that were not greenfield with city center, so sort of down San Remo Drive, and that I think will be a big priority for the new city council. All right, Liz Fitzgerald, she is running on a post, so she's going to be there for the full term. I don't think a write ins going to beat you, Liz. I feel pretty confident. Thanks. Thanks. I'm so, looking and, forward to it. And as a number of people that contacted me this morning who are very relieved and happy that you're going to be there. So uh, I think it's, it's great that you're going to be there. The experience is needed. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for coming in. We're going to uh, take a quick check.